You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. Bet Your Ash! No Cornelius today. That's Connor. What's going on, my man? I'm Greg. Yes, you are. McGee, whatever. Um, Coming a day late. Well, like later in the day than usual. Yeah. Usually it's two Thursday morning. It's because I didn't, I got my wisdom teeth out this week and I didn't know if I'd be able to do this. You look great. I feel fine. I feel fine. But I can't smoke. Yes, that so, is true. Whereas we always start in the same place. And the question is, what are we usually smoking today? I can't smoke. Can't How smoke about today. this? What are we drinking today? I am able to drink a little. And I have Jack Daniels. So do I. Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. Here's to you. Mm. So, presuming I wasn't going to be able to do this. Yes. We pre-recorded the conversation with Jimmy Tries because we knew the Preakness is this Saturday. And there's a whole lot going on. I mean, the Kentucky Derby ended and the winning horse tested hot. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So I talk about that with Jimmy Try. I talk about the Derby, you know, finish up the Derby conversation. And then we talk about, um, and then we talk about this week's race. Now we did early in the week. So we didn't know the, we didn't know the draw. We didn't know what horses were in which lanes. Yeah. But we've since talked about it. So what I'm going to do is play the interview with Jimmy Trifecta. And then, um, and then we'll wrap that up real quick. And then I got something I want to talk to you about. Two awesome. things, really. Love All right. it. All right. Jimmy tries. What's up, How's buddy? It? How's it going, brother? Good, good. So you're back on the pod to talk about next weekend's preakness. Yeah. But I don't know if our conversation is over yet as far as the derby to our last weekend. Yeah. So let's, I mean, get right to the current events. And, and what the fact is, the horse that won the race had levels of certain drugs that were higher than, or a certain drug that was higher than it was supposed to be and failed its its post-race drug test. What does this mean for, like, who won the Kentucky Derby? So it looks like if the findings are upheld, then Mandaloon is going to be declared the winner. And, and, and can I just pause for a second? I know that you have a follow-up. You are great with follow-up yeah. questions, but your audience <laughs> deserves to hear something from me loud and clear. They call me Jimmy Try for a reason, and that's because I guarantee you at least two or three horses in there, right? So all <laughs> I apologize greatly for letting y'all down last last race. I promise to make it up to you in Pimlico. I am a Baltimore boy, so here we go. We we were right there though. That that race ended four wide, and, and two of those four we had boxed up, and we were ready to go. So um, also, I had I, you know I went I was in Florida. I went over to the Gulf Stream to to place my wager, so I actually like had the little tickets in my hand, nothing on the phone, right? Had I not ripped them up and thrown them right in the trash, what the hell happens with that race, you know? People have been paid off. Like, people have been, have torn up their tickets, and, like, they can't recall everything, and, like, what do they do? No, it's, it's, it's ironic you say that. So, remember last year, they had to bump into one another. They had the, the horse that, or the jockey that had the horse bump into one another, and they had that thing redone. Right. Now, they were able to do that because 
the, pay out everybody accordingly uh, once the results came in because they held tickets. They said, everybody hold your tickets, right? Right. So in this situation, as you just stated, everybody was already cashed out. The money stays, bro. The money stays. Money stays. So it's locked. It's locked. Yeah. To my well, appointment. <laughs> congrats to all the people that knew their horse was doped up. And congrats to all those people that didn't know their horse was doped up and got paid anyway. Um, and and uh, tough one for all those horses that you should have won. Hey, look, you know? bro. I, I think I'm going to, since, since I'm Jimmy Try and, you know, I, I, I fancy myself a horse person. I think I'm going to write a song called 21 Pico Grams, right? Because that's how much of the steroid was found in Medina Spirit. I think there's I love it. There. I think there's something there. <laughs> um, that's a good word, picograms. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the money doesn't change. We might have a, a new a new winner, right? Our new a new setup, but but the money doesn't change. Money sticks around. The other side of this story that's mind blowing to me is that. Homie's like like Bob Baffert's like a like one of the names in sport in the sport. And he's suddenly like suspended from one of the the most important tracks in the world. Yeah. yeah. What the hell does that what does that even mean? Like what what's going on there? So so one of the things I, I found out in living in Louisville for two years is that truly, and I mean this, like you talk about, you know, Augusta for for uh golfers. Churchill is hologram. Like, oh yeah, it is. It is to be respected, appreciated, and of course, the Derby is something to be respected, appreciated, upheld. So, what does that mean? As you said, is that he is now not allowed to go to the marquee race that you need in order to make the triple crown, right? Uh, because he's not allowed as a trainer in the building, you know. And I don't think any of his horses are going to be allowed. Now, that's one thing that waits to be seen until I mean that we have to wait to see until we get the results back. But how it's feeling right now is that Baffert or any of his people are not allowed near or around that facility for right now, ever. Right? Wow. Yeah, that's heavy. That's real heavy. Yeah, man, that's not just, you know, your horses, you know, you're not allowed on the property, but you can send your horses. That's nothing, nothing with your name attached to it in any way. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Oh, here's a perfect segue, but go right ahead, sir. Go right ahead. No, I, well, I'm sure we were about to say the same thing. How does that impact yes. this weekend and the and two weeks from, you know, two weeks later? I mean, I, you are my brother, and it's like, we well, share a brain, bro. So, simpatico. Uh, so, most definitely. So, you're exactly right. This is the gangster of gangster right now, okay? <laughs> Baffert can still run Medina Spirit at Pimlico, and he's going to. He said, uh, I'm going to Preakness. We're going to run. I'm contesting the hell out of this thing. It's not, you know what he said, right? It's not, it's not my horse's fault. It's because one of the breeders peed in the same cup prior to, and he took cough syrup. Yeah, it, it's this is crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. So while this is being contested, right, in air quotes, while right. this is being contested, he can still run his horse. So he's going to run yeah. Medina Spirit at the Preakness. And presumably Belmont. It, 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 and I think Medina Spirit, if you did, I know you watched the race because we were losing our mind, right? Dude, that horse yeah. is fast. Yeah. So it's not like Medina Spirit is going to lose a step. So Medina Spirit might win and, yes, then subsequently go to Belmont, of course. So here's my next question. 
if if this is held up and he can't go to Churchill Downs and nothing, no horses he's involved with can run at Churchill Downs, how connected are the three main main tracks in the Triple Crown? Like, could he just still have horses and just skip the Derby and enter him in Preakness and Belmont going forward with a horse no, next I, year? Or the... No, and that's what I meant about the prestige, the, the prestige that's associated with the Derby and, and that being a yeah. part of the Triple Crown, right? Where there's no Triple Crown without going through Louisville, without going through Churchill. So no, a, a Baffert horse could frankly not be able to make it through. What he would do, in my opinion, you know, as a business person, what he would do is sell it to his left or to his right-hand person, right? Yeah, of And uh, as far as the trainer, right? And still, and still work with the organization, right? So. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, there will be a shady back door. Yeah, rich people don't walk away from things that make them money. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> The guys involved with all of the most, uh, like the most profitable horses in the history of the sport over the last, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, he's not, he's not going to stop making money here. Dude, nobody does that. Um, all right. So, bro, this I reminds me of when we're headed. To... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There was a bit of a. Okay. So, dude, this reminds me of when my. High school football team, our senior year, was headed to the state championship. We were in the semifinals, right? And our coach got kicked out of the previous game, so he couldn't be a part of the next game. So what he did was park his Jeep on a hill, right, and radio (laughs) into the game the whole entire time. I could just see Bafford sitting in the east end of Louisville just sitting there, you know, messaging in as he's at church. I digress my apologies. No, it's like when uh when a basketball coach is 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 like up in the, you know, or like a football coach is up in the in a in a in a suite, you know. Hugh Hugh Freeze did it when he was hurt recently. Um, and also you hear you used to hear old stories about baseball managers getting thrown out and then like putting on a fake mustache and trying to like be back in the in the dugout. <laughs> I think I think don't quote me, but I think Bobby Valentine. I think Bobby Valentine did it. You are correct. And it happened recently as well. I think I want to say like two years ago as well. <laughs> oh, it's great. All right. Well, listen, it's early in the week and I apologize that we had to record early, but I'm, I'm having my wisdom teeth removed tomorrow. So um, I don't know if I'll be able to like chat. <laughs> yeah. So um, what are some thoughts on the Preakness this week? I know we don't know who's in what lane, but um, we have an early early idea on odds, and we know who's racing. So, what is what are some thoughts you have on the on the Preakness? Yeah, I mean, we got some fast horses in that track. From what I just heard today, from a weather report from Baltimore, uh, easy going temperature, so it should be a dry track, right? How it looks right now, as far as weather, should be a dry track, should be a fast track. If that's the case, man, look, Medina Spirit is a. <laughs> I don't even think this is a pun. Is a work. Horse, a stallion. You got to bet on Medina Spirit, right? You, you have to, especially if you're going to be able to cash in that bread. So Medina Spirit, please look out for You got to put somewhere in that top three. Listen, even though, like my like my brother said, that we didn't make the top three, Hot Rod Charlie 
One, I love the I love the group that bought this this horse, right? Hot Rod Charlie is a part of a, a six-man group of kids who all went to college at Bellarmine in Louisville. Um, and it's just a great crew of kids, and I love this horse. This horse is phenomenal. Here's one to look out for, Known Agenda. Known Agenda is not really talked about right now, but get ready. Known Agenda has torn it up, won the Curlin Derby in Florida, um, also, but beat out highly motivated, right? So I'm telling you now, Get on that horse, known agenda. All right, all right. So um, one last question on Medina Spirit. you got to assume they are going to be extra careful this weekend, right? And, and the, the, the drug levels, the nanogram, or the pentagram levels, or whatever levels will be in the right, will be appropriate. <laughs> um, can, I mean, is this horse a product of drug use? Is this some A-Ride shit going on, or is like, you know, is this, uh, can this horse win without chemical and chemical enhancement? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If this is real, it tears down the Baffert dynasty forever. It, it, it literally creates blemishes on how many derbies, right? You can't even count. So I say all that to say, the way that horse ran, my friend, I would believe that there's some things going on. Yeah. Just gonna leave it at that. Just gonna leave it at I, that. Right. I just look at horse racing like I looked at baseball in the 90s, man. Everyone's juicing. I don't it doesn't surprise me that one horse's masking agent didn't work and the guy jammed up and you know, but I assume a large percent of the horses are pushing it. It's like it's like cycling. I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't believe so. And the reason why is this? I, I know I don't believe so. And the reason why is this? And I don't even think it's being a purist as far as how I think about horse racing or training is what we're talking about in particular here, right? I, I've been to stallion stations, right? Places where they breed these type of horses. I have been obviously to the Downs and into Pimlico, right? And have watched those trainers cultivate their craft, work with the jockeys, work with these horses, groom these horses. There is a love and an appreciation. That is like caring for your firstborn, my brother. So if somebody not only wants to ruin the sanctity of that type of relationship, but then also the spirit of that sport, which is one of the few pure sports that is still left, it would it would do something evil. Like it would really yeah. destroy something that is truly, and I mean that, it's not to sound too purist, something that is one of the few sports that is less tainted. Huh. Well... Hopefully, at uh, I don't know. Hopefully, there was a mistake somewhere or something. But well, there was no. I'm a natural. I'm a natural cynic. You know. <laughs> Look, I don't think there was any mistake whatsoever. I think it's going down. Yeah, there's so much money to be made. <laughs> it's so just by winning one race. You know, there's so much money to be made. Yeah. All right, well, buddy. Dude, when this draw happens, like let's let's. Uh, I mean, you and I text, and you can update your your listeners later. But I think this is going to be a great race at Pimlico. It's going to be. Great. I'll, I'll make sure it gets on the Twitter feed on the Bet Your Ash Twitter feed. Uh, it's at Bet Your Ash Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> All right, bud. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, you know, after this weekend, we got two weeks of Belmont. So hey. I'm all about looking at the pages right now. I'm studying. I'm working overtime. So I look forward to the next time we get together. Don't forget about those three horses I threw your way. Thank you, buddy. All right, bro.
We're back. So, since we talked to Jimmy Travis, the, the draw came out. And so we did some texting on my way. In fact, thank you for picking me up Absolutely. From, from the OTB spot. I was I was I was placing my Locking them placing in. my horse wagers. Yeah. Right. And so we went with uh what I did is, is I took his four favorite horses, right? Number three, Midnight Bourbon, number four, Crowded Trade, number five, Medina Spirit, the, the one that cheated, right? And number what well, the horse didn't Alleged, cheat. The horse didn't cheat. Yeah, the yeah. one who tested hot for yeah. one reason or another. And number 10, the concert tour. So I took his four favorites and I did an exacta box. Okay. Which means I just need any two of these four to come first, second. And I get paid rather handsomely. What's the like what's the uh odds you got on that? So horse racing is parimutuel, so it's a little different than yeah, I'm normal pretty, sports. I'm, I'm pretty new to this. So with, with, when you're talking about horses or dogs or something, um you're betting when you're betting your horses, right? They're giving you projected odds. Yeah. But the odds are dictated by how much money comes in. It's all a, a big a big mutual fund, you know what I mean? That's yeah. then sorted out, right? So you you don't get locked in until the horses are in the gate. Okay. Right? So you might be betting it might read 5 to 1 or 90 to 1 or whatever, but there might be so much movement coming in on different horses at different numbers. That by the time it closes, that five to one might be ninety to one, or that ninety to one could be all the way down to five to one. You don't really know. And then because hmm. it's what we did is we're doing an exacta box. They're gonna figure out what the payoff to get. Let's say my first horse closes yeah. at six to one, and my uh, my second horse closed at five to two. They'll do. They'll figure out what basically that parlay yeah, yeah, is, that, right? Yeah, exactly. That, how that pays off, and then we'll get those so odds. It's pretty much like a teaser odds, I would say, for for someone who's like in sports betting mindset. I would. Well, say, they, maybe. it's it's just that they give you what they they're trying to keep it. They figure yeah. it out up to date. You know what I mean? And they try to project what it would be if everything closed right now. This is what you would the odds you would get. But that's all you know when you place the bet, and there could be line movements. Yeah. Just like, you know, when we talk about basketball or we talk about it more with football because we have all week yeah. to get ready, where you bet the opening line thinking, oh, it's going to go up or, oh, it's going to go down. And, you know, it's it's very – there's a little similarity to that. Yeah. So question for you. Yeah. Is there a benefit of going to, like, an OTB as opposed to busting up, like, your FanDuel app or any of those apps? Well – Nowadays, you can get. Um, I think Churchill Downs has their own app, and like there's there's horse apps. You okay. know what I mean? Where you can get into the paramutual, you know, situation. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're betting at, I don't know if Fanduel, if they do horses, they might bet. They might cl- book it at the odds it is when I you was place about to the say, bet. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never used Fanduel or yeah. or any of those. True. Yeah. Um, if they want to sponsor the podcast, we can read. We can definitely. We can discuss me yeah, using absolutely. Fanduel. And I mean, my exclusivity is for sale, right? Preach, <laughs> preach. Um, yeah, we anybody, we, we wants to holler. a lot Draft of this stuff pro bono. Circa, like any of you guys want to holler, like I'm right here, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Um, but for now, like I went to, I went to the brick and mortar. Yeah. OTB, I'm supporting the classic industry. Yeah, um, and it's good too as well. Like that, uh, my buddy just opened a bar on that block as well. Like I love that. They area. love each other. They have a great working relationship yeah. between every bar out there. And 
for like what I'm going to be doing for them. Like they're yeah. like giving free videos to other bars. Like, that place is great. They have a they have a cigar menu. You can yeah. sit out on the patio, smoke a cigar. It's called the Celtic Tavern. They moved. They used to be in a different part of downtown. Yeah, and you could smoke inside. Now when they moved, they didn't take that license. You, they weren't like, allowed to. Take yeah, that that's license like grandfathered towards right. like an establishment. But they actually speaking of FanDuel, they now have a FanDuel window yeah, yeah. in the basement. So if you start your account online, you can put cash in or take it out. So you yeah. can literally sit there and get the full sports book experience. Absolutely. And that's yeah. really cool. Um, so Colorado's getting there, man. Yeah. Colorado's Straight getting up. there. There's more and more um, there's and more, and I mean, more avenues. And Denver Broncos gets Aaron Rodgers as well. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have some more kiosk pop up around. around well, speaking of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, sir. I wanted, I was hoping we could talk last week and we, our schedules didn't work. I wanted to know, and, and I talked to Neil about it already, but you're a Bears fan. I'm like the happiest Bears fan, I would say right now. And it's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's, so the, the big talk about the draft and especially going into the prospected quarterbacks that are, were available. The whole you know, question over everybody's head is, do you trade to Aaron Rodgers or one of your draft picks as well like that? Like, and the Bears couldn't be in that position as well. Yeah, like, that, was, that was never well, an option, that, right? So, and like, and apparently it was never an option. So I think a lot of, I think the draft went a certain way because of this looming question. I don't know how in the hell the Chicago Bears got to the 10th pick and traded up. I literally called this out. I'm watching yeah. it. I'm like, it's the 10th pick is the Giants. We have a pathway to get to it. I'm like, I'll watch the Bears trade up. Yeah. My Bowie's on the phone. He's we're 30 seconds behind. He just hangs up the phone. He's like, oh shit, I gotta go. And he just gives me a death stare. And I'm like, if something goes wrong right now, like yeah. I'm gonna hurt you probably. It's man. wild like, because it. the Giants never trade back. Never. And they, they it, it's been like a like people have talked shit about the GM whose name I always forget. Gettleman. Uh, David yeah, Gettleman. Something like David that. Gettleman. Uh, he used to be with the Carolina Panthers. He's famous for never trading back. Yeah. And it worked out for you. Yeah. And I mean, like, we gave away next year's first round draft pick. You guys are which, great at giving away picks. Uh, no yeah. shit. No shit. I mean, but we've been giving away picks even when we get to the set, number two pick. We, yeah. we literally give away nothing. Like, you did it. It's not like you're using it. You don't, your track record isn't great. Exactly. You used, you used, the last time you had a first round pick, you used it on, 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 Mitchell, on, Trubisky. on Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, we had a second round pick. Yeah, yeah, pass up Mahomes. You know, we, we know how it goes. So, the, in my whole, like, I guess I'm, I'm glad we waited till around this time. I think this is a good point for me to have better perspective on yeah, the situation. Yeah, so good for a week. It, absolutely. Oh, so I th I'm just happy with the organization. So as a fan. Concerns are Ohio State has a bad track record of quarterbacks yeah, in the NFL. True. A lot of big schools do. As Tim points out, so does, so does Florida State. Yeah. You know, um, we get them in the first round and they don't play like first rounders. Absolutely. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, are you concerned about specifically this quarterback transfer, like him, him transitioning, transitioning from, from like you know the, those hex schools? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And I think a big thing that we talked about in Nebraska Hour and Bet Your Ash of the whole NFL, and I made multiple points on this. Is like I think the quarterback role and like the leader and like the goat mindset of people, you know, like obviously Tom Brady and Rodgers, Peyton Manning. Yeah. I think it's transitioning to these Patrick Mahomes like players. You know, we don't have the um RGB uh threes and shit where like they're running nonstop and they're <laughs> RG3. Put, RG3s, RG threes. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long day. But uh yeah, so I mean like the 
I mean, RJ, he, he was running nonstop. You know, yeah. his knees were a problem before. Then, yeah. like, that was his strong suit. You know, like, yeah, this is like Mike strength. Vick was ahead of his time. Like, this is like Mike Vick primetime era had for an a arm. Unfortunately, he never, he never really got to get comfortable in the NFL game yeah. because he, because the early injuries. Didn't he have Andy Reid, though, as well? No, he had Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, it was Shanahan, yeah. It was Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. No, Andy Reid, Philly, and Kansas City. Yeah, That's yeah, it, Kansas right? City, yeah, yeah. Um, no, RG3 no, was in D.C. with Kyle Shanahan and mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of that. Yeah. So he like, got Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan that nice gig in San Francisco. Straight up. Nice so it, it's like yeah. a lot of it comes yeah. down to, like, I think the evolution of the quarterback has changed drastically. I believe that. I love this dude. I love him. He's a, he's the second most talented athlete in the draft, or like physical Maybe. athlete. Yeah. He's, and, but I'm I'm a sucker for the tight end size quarterback. Yes, like I liked Ben Roethlisberger when he was young and mobile, right? Like I loved oh, yeah. Dante Culpepper before he blew oh, out his God. knee. He's a horse. Right? I was trying to argue for Blake Bortles, even though it never played out. Yeah, you know but I, I mean, I tried. Like, like it's forty percent. You have a forty percent right? success rate. With these I was the dude early on that was saying that. Tim Tebow should be playing tight end yeah. 15 or 10 years ago, whatever, yeah. you know, 2007 or whatever. He's getting his chance, though, now. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's a little late, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little out, of the, little out of the prime. What's crazy is had when he when it didn't work out here and he ended up in New England, had he made the switch there, when he was a Patriot, had he made the switch to tight end, who sometimes is involved with some trickery, you know, motions yes. into the backfield. And like, two of them as well. He could potentially, it could have been him and Gronk exactly. after Hernandez got, got yeah, locked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, And he could have potentially been a Hall of Famer. Right? It, it, but by taking this big window off, we're never going to see what it try baseball? Been. Like, I mean, yeah. like, it, it, uh, he granted, was great in high school. Yeah, I know. And like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, athletes and athletes. I, I get that. I get yeah. that situation. However, but yeah, no, like if you you do that, yeah. the potential Hall of Famer yeah. can be there as well, or at least yeah. your story, like people yeah, flock right to. Right. It's the the best end note on it as well. All right. Well, speaking of end notes, since we're not smoking a cigar, um, got to do really sad, really sad story. Got to do, a, you know, rest in peace to a great college football quarterback named Colt Brennan, and this guy was a legend. I know Colt Brennan died in Hawaii. University of Hawaii, right? He was a legend. He had the highest record setting ever. He died. Legend, I had no idea. Legend because every gambler knows about Hawaii football. Yes, because sir. Because you got to either chase or you try to press. Right? Either yes, way, sir. you're betting that late night Saturday night <laughs> game. For sure. Cole Brennan was like the guy who got me into the late night Saturday game. And finding them windows. Because of him, I realized you have to pay attention to Hawaii recruiting trail. You know, yeah. that shit's important. Shut up. Passed away. He had an ugly... Uh, Ugly battle of drug abuse uh, with, with drug addiction. And a sad story, but regardless, you know, made me very happy a couple times. Oh, and, absolutely. And, like, you know, twisted the knife a few times. Up, as a quarterback, too, I love seeing him play. Like, he was great in high uh, was, college. He had, I think, was he's, great. Do you think he still may hold it, or he at least had. I think he had it for like, years. Like, a, a long time. And, like, he just had all the record F- settings. He had one things. year, he had, like, 58 home runs or, or touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. and, like, 11 Absurd. interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And not, like, something crazy. And not, like, the Pac-12 or anything yeah. like that. Like, just dominating no, they really, dominating teams on jet lag, you yeah. know? They Pop, really did that, that, uh. That like run and shoot style kind of yeah. you know spread out go deep shit and like they adopted that before everybody adopted absolutely that, you know? they were like before like the predecessor I would say before Oregon before yeah it was Oregon, them and Air Force yeah, yeah back then it was them and Air Force and Air Force so. is running the Vera option as well yeah. so like it's a little different man. yeah oh yeah it's sad. all right yeah it's a sad story but you know as a gambler I gotta say you know rest in peace yes. and thanks you know and I guess I wanted to say too 
back. Just give him a little bit of a uh, callback. I am a huge fan of Chicago Bears and Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and this is, you know, me and Neil feel this pain. I call us, I call our fans the wifey status people. You know, <laughs> we ride or die. So in hindsight, regardless of what, or sorry, and or, you know, with whatever foresight happens, I am very happy fan of yeah. the Chicago Bears organization for trading up, just for trying, it, just for giving it a fucking go, man. That should be embarrassing. That it all it takes is for them all, trying all they just for you to try. Be proud. You don't have to save the marriage, but let's go to counseling. You know, like what the fuck? And like the fact is, like when this trade happens, first time I've been on Twitter in like three years. I'm like, Twitter's gotta have some shit for me. And there's a picture floating around of Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is sitting after a game. Super chubby beer gut smoking a cigar. Yeah. And all I think of in my head is if we get another fucking smoking Jay Cutler, <laughs> I am going to lose my no, mind. No, Fields seems to be a bit of a health nut. Yeah. And, and, and it's very smart know, guy, man. Very fast. I think it's going to work out. I, I'm like, you know, and regardless, uh, I said it yesterday. I was like, even if he blows his knee out on the first play of the NFL and his career ending injury, I am still happy right now. Yes, knock on the wood for me. Thank I you did. very much. Uh, I'm happy with the move, you know, and yeah. I'm happy for the, like, listening to your fans for yeah. fucking once. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so, 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 it's a, it's a big sigh of relief. I already have my Justin Fields jersey pre-ordered nice. coming on you over here. You know what came in the mail for me yesterday? What was that? My dad got me a birthday present. What ten weeks ago? It's a, uh, it's got the little Super Bowl LIV fifty-four fucking okay. logo on it. It's the the red with the black. Gronkowski jersey. Ooh, dude. that's cold. Nice. Very that's nice. cold. Yeah, a Gronk jersey fits you. I I'll like that. You know, I'll be honest. Doctor Hygmardrosi and not always the best gift giver in my life. Yeah. He knocked it out of the park. Straight he up, knocked it out. He had a dinger, kid. He's had he's had some whew, epic epic bad epic fails. Oh yeah, yeah. Gift, <clears throat> gift But this one nailed it. Nailed it. Love it. Um. All right. If you have a gambling problem, call somebody. I forget all those numbers. It's one eight hundred gambler. Yeah, gambling or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever it is, find it. Call but if you it. listen to the podcast, you're a winner. So, but if you, you don't know. have any problems, you know, let's make some money on the Preakness. Remember, yeah. we're going three, four, five, and ten. That's where yeah. we're going. I love number three just because Midnight Bourbon is like, yeah, oh my god, it seems like a sensual like jazz album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like bourbon oh, tastes so the best at midnight. Bourbon's better than any the hour. most the most American thing of all time. Way better than Absolutely. noon. We're way oh, better than noon. <laughs> yeah, noon. <laughs> you, there's another. If you have a, that problem, yeah. there is another number to call. You yeah, know? We'll, we'll, we'll get it for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you got a problem, call somebody. If uh, you want to win, you you got the horses to bet on. Um, it's at Bet Your Ash Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to stay in touch, where's it recorded at? Oh, funny you should ask. We record Bet Your Ash, also Bet Your Ash Bushwood in the Nebraska Hour on the studio level at Capital Cigars, nine one nine East Colfax Avenue, Denver, Colorado, the finest cigar lounge ever opened. You cannot tell a lie, sir. No, no, no. no I tell truths. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Later. That was another episode of Bet Your Ash. We like to take this opportunity at the end of every episode to say thank you to people because we like to show them that we are appreciative of their efforts. So, first of all, thank you to Connor. Appreciate you sitting in uh, meals this week, and uh, I always enjoy chatting with you, so that was great. Also, thank you to Timmy Nebraska, to Corey Collins, and to Casey Flynn, uh, and to Binsky, and to Tyler, and of course, to you, the listener. 
Couldn't do it without you. Talk to you next week.